just letting you know where I'm at and where I'm coming from. I have entered a phase of absolute nihilistic abandon. As in, <laughs> yes, that is exactly where I'm at. Super. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. As an educator, my impulse is always to say, you know what we need here is just some education. If we could mm. just educate people about things, then the problem will go away. And If only. Right. And a after spending some time in the uh, hellscape that social media has become, I've discovered that I, I don't think that's a solution. Um, we've come to this place where we are occupying two totally different spheres of what is considered valid knowledge. Mm -hmm. Additionally, I have decided that I'm okay allowing my Facebook or my Twitter or whatever to become an echo chamber of people who yeah. agree with me. And I, I'm gonna be honest, I like Taylor of four months ago is not proud of where I've ended with all of this, you know, like mm -hmm. four mm -hmm. months ago, I would have said, no, no, no. It's important to engage with people who disagree with you. Um, it's important to, to uh, um, remember people's humanity in these disagreements. And like, I want to look back to four months ago, Taylor, and be like, bitch, listen. Hi, this is Taylor Kirby, and this is my show, Talk About It. It's a show where we bring people together to have difficult conversations about things we don't like to talk about. This isn't a debate. There's no winners or losers. And our hope is that as we sit here and have real, meaningful, vulnerable conversations, we can come a little closer in recognizing that none of us have any of it figured out. So let's talk about it. The, the, the meat of what I want to talk about is this. I'm not sure how to deal with the fact that I have uh, close friends and family members that find themselves listening to this conspiracy stuff, particularly the QAnon stuff, and thinking to themselves, yeah, that makes sense. And this is not a new problem, uh, cer certainly not in the moment we live in, but I am not sure how to square loving these people with yeah. all of this insane stuff that they seem to believe. Right. So the long and short of it is I am expecting Sam and Hope to solve this problem for me um, mm -hmm. and uh, leave me in a place of either newfound hope or to just affirm the despair that I feel about the world. Well, I can help you with the affirming. No, that's my that. job. I cannot instill <laughs> hope in anyone for the moment. I'm all about that despair. Bring it on. Yeah. So, it, Hope, go ahead yeah. and tell us a little bit about what, sure. uh, where you are at mm -hmm. um, with this issue. And uh, yeah. if you'd like to affirm my despair, I'd be more than happy to let you do that. I've been in the debates with immediate family members and then we go to the sunday dinner and it's like nothing happened i'm i'm like mm. shaking in the car drive thinking what's my dad gonna say and then we get there and it's all just oh hey how you doing how are the kids let's eat some food and i feel like there's this huge elephant in the room but everybody else seems to be fine oh yeah that's interesting I, um, yeah when okay so my um i have a, a brother and two sisters and then my dad and his husband 
all mm. very liberal. Once again, an echo chamber. We will share articles. We will talk about, you know, the political issues from that point of view. My wife's family is very conservative, hyper-conservative. And it was maybe six months after the 2016 election. It was a Sunday dinner. And apropos of nothing, Laura's grandmother goes, let's go around the table and say who we voted for in this last election and why. <laughs> what? Uh, and so Absolutely of course, not. Ab- yeah, and so everyone was just like, oh my gosh, Donald Ooh. Trump, a, 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 a shining star, etc., etc. Um, I, I know that I'm going to make you very angry, and I apologize. I did not vote in the 2016 election. Um, tisk, we, tisk. We, I know. We had moved to Indiana, <laughs> and I actually did find a polling place. Uh, I was working that day, and I could have gone and done it, but I didn't. I was very lazy. I'm a part of the problem. I know. Um, but I said, oh, you know, I didn't vote. But if I had voted, I would have voted for Hillary Clinton. And uh, it was one of those moments where, like, you know, somebody, like, breaks a glass and, and somebody's yeah. plate breaks in two because they're cutting the steak too hard. Um, and then they <laughs> went on for about half an hour about all these all these conspiracy theories about um, the murders done by the Clinton family and and the, the pedophilia and the sex rings and connections to Epstein and all that kind of stuff. And I just sat there listening. And... Uh, it was a, it, it was very aggressive on their part. Mm-hmm. And they you haven't. Know, I um, just want to go on record really quick here, Sam. Um, and, you know, not to be an asshole, but the oh, place in hell that God is preparing for that grandmother of your wife is so terrible. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, my God. <laughs> it is just burning and awful, and she will be there forever. It's just in an endless cycle of punishment um, for that one deed alone. For that, I don't care what else she did. I don't care how many orphans she raised. Um, that one act alone consigns her to endless torment. Just, just wild, wild. Just a wild choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Well, so like this, this is good. I mean, this is what I really wanted to get at was like how this current political landscape, badscape, um, mm-hmm. and including therein all of the conspiracy theory nonsense. How has that changed family relationships? Um, and I, you know, I, I, I've had a similar experience to hope um, in that I've, I've had many family, I, I, I have a number of extended family members that are just deep in the QAnon nonsense. I mean, just there, you know, like it's mm-hmm. just so, so bad. Um, and then I have, I have other family members that, um, are just good lifelong Republicans uh, that I happen to that I happen to disagree with. Um, I was at my grandmother's house the other day. God bless her. She will not go to hell like Sam's wife's grandma. Um, she, <laughs> while there, we were talking and we we actually had a similar conversation. She she was talking about Hillary Clinton and then she asked me, Taylor, who did you vote for? And I said, well, you know, not wanting to be a leech in the system and because I believe in things, I voted. And, um, oh, there we go. There we go. And uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I voted for, for Hillary Clinton. And, um, and she quite genuinely asked, why? Like, why would you ever make that, that life choice? Um, and, I, and I gave my reasons. And mm-hmm. I gave her some things that, that she hadn't thought about before. And, and, um, and it was fine. And I, I, I was shocked at how fine the conversation was with my grandma. There are some 
fundamental differences between my grandma and other members of my extended family. Chief among them is my grandmother is not on Twitter um, and <laughs> she is not listening to what Q is saying um, from his bunker at the deep state, right? Like my grandma just listens to Fox News and the ground is a little bit more even there is all I'm saying. And, and it's with my grandma, we just have the sort of normal discomfort that's always surrounded political discourse. Um, we don't have whatever this added layer is that yeah. the, the, the conspiracy moment has brought to our politics. But Hope, your story was interesting because like, you've had, it sounds like, some really bad experiences via social media, but it hasn't mm -hmm. translated to real life. In is, person. Uh -huh. Is that right? Yeah. So my parents live here in the valley. They're on the east side and we're on the west side. So it's a quick 20-minute drive up the 202 to get to their house. So we go there pretty often. Most of the time it's just to see my mom. Like my dad is working still, so he's gone most of the time. But there are still plenty of like Sunday dinner type holiday get-togethers. And then for those, it'll also include... Um, some of my other we could be here for another hour trying to go through the complications of my family like structure but we'll just call them my siblings <laughs> to make it easy and quick we can do a whole episode on that hope if you all want. right i'll come back just for that um, <laughs> my other siblings and their families will be there too so it's you know a decent amount of adults and some older kids mostly and most of the time yeah it before my like activist awakening they would echo chamber about trump and all of that stuff and me and my husband would just sit there eating our food and then like take the kids outside we're just avoiding eye contact like don't look at me i don't agree with you you don't want to know um and then there was a moment um when Mitt Romney came out and he was saying like I can't in good conscience like go to my god and say I um, was honest in my dealings with my fellow men if I uh, help Trump do anything <laughs> you know this that was uh, his you're no. referring I, I think to the impeachment vote yes when he uh -oh. when he when he hey, talked about the uh, no. oath that he had taken oh no you froze for a second. Sorry. Oh, Continue. sorry. What'd you say? I'm here. That's no, okay. Um, this is the magic of editing that can fix that. Yay. Um, no, I was going to say, I you're you're referring to the impeachment vote. Yes. I yes, think that when, thing. Right. When he, that happened. When he, yeah. So that happened, and we went over, and it's everybody gathered together in the kitchen. We're all getting our food, and they're all ranting about what a traitor he is. Mm. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. My husband was like, I think he was great for doing it. And everybody's yeah. just like, what? <laughs> and my sister-in-law, she goes, oh, well, you were never a Trump supporter. And literally just like waved him off and like walked the other direction. <sighs> like his opinion doesn't matter because he doesn't already agree with me. Yeah. And he ended up going outside. Like I came following with him like with food. Like, are you okay? And he's like shaking. <laughs> And my brother comes out and is like, okay, well, let me ask you this. How do you feel about abortion? How do you feel about gay marriage? How do you feel about this and this and this and this? I love abortion. Like, it's great. Attacking him. And I'm just like, okay, can we just, can we not? 
So, yeah, yeah it's definitely... So, as far as your question about, like, how it affects family relationships, it has definitely felt like I could almost just throw in the towel on my entire family because they're not going to reach out to me. And if I reach out, I'm just putting myself in this toxic situation. So it's been a little bit of a, a tricky line for me to draw personally of like, how much do I let in and how much do I reach out? Yeah. Who do I continue to try to stay in touch with? Yeah, these are, I mean, it's it's a hard question and I, I don't intend to, I surely don't intend on us finding an answer to any of yeah. it, right? Like. I, I am always, I am all, I feel like I'm always thinking about this tension between setting boundaries and maintaining connections, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I, cause I, I really do. I think that it's really fashionable right now and fashionable may be the wrong word, but I, it seems very fashionable to, uh, fall down on the side of making boundaries right of saying like yeah i need i need to take care of me i i need to uh right you know my my mental health comes first and and if and if brother mm-hmm. sister aunt is is a debilitation of my mental health i i need to let them go um yeah. and there's another part of me that's like you know those relationships still matter and they're important and you know even if even if you're not best friends with brother sister aunt like it's important to still have that relationship i i think that still matters um Mm -hmm. and i i don't really know where to draw that that line you know um Mm -hmm. i've had that exact conversation with my dad actually he had been getting on a lot of my posts and unpolitical ones as well but he would just say the, like my friends would message me be like, I can't believe how horrible your dad is to you. <laughs> and I don't think, I think it's just, he doesn't understand how Facebook works. It's that quintessential, just like yeah. old person saying things out of context and with no like emojis to make it seem like, oh, we're actually having a friendly conversation. That's weird. Um, Lots of ellipses, dot, dot, dot. No, dude, have you seen my dad's? It was very sweet and nice, and I cried about it a little bit, but a couple of my friends got on one of the threads and was like, hope is smart and hope is great. Like, you should not be talking to your daughter this way. And he responded. Hope matters. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) He got back on and responded something like, how dare you put words in my mouth? Like, I love my daughter. I would never think that she's stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I had to comment where I was like, well, nobody has to put words in your mouth, dad. Like, you make it pretty clear (laughs) that you think I'm dumb. And then he started sending me these, like, creepy propaganda videos. Like, it was a a digital rendering of um, the Joker, like, the most recent one. And he was in this like creepy voice talking about all sarcastically talking about all the like liberal points and agendas and stuff. No, and I got no, two- no, 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 uh, we need to pause you. Um, okay. Just- no, we need to unpause. I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, for me, I, this is a small point, but matters a lot to me. 
This propaganda video, you say, quote, the most recent Joker. Did this propaganda video have the Jared Leto Joker? No, it had um, the Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Oh, that's worse almost. Yeah. Yeah. So it was gross, and I didn't watch the whole thing, like, at all. And I just, I replied back. I was like, don't send me this crap. (laughs) I don't, no, (laughs) don't send me this crap. And... And he goes, unfriending your own father. And I was like, and those are the kind of conversations we're having online. And then I go to their house and he just wants to hug and talk about things like it's normal. And it's weird. Yeah. It's easy well, to hide I mean, behind it, your phone or your computer and send you stuff mm-hmm. rather than have to yeah, come face to face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, totally. it's, it's so interesting. I mean, it's so interesting that, that that you say that because I was literally just thinking the other day about how we often say that social media is the hellscape it is because it affords us a certain level of an, 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 anonymity anonymity <laughs> animosity I, maybe animosity, oh yeah that too an, we can remember i'm a very educated man and i feel the <laughs> need to yes we know i i i feel the need <laughs> to say that publicly um but we often say that because you can remain anonymous <laughs> on social media, like that's that's the thing that makes it worse. And I mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day about how I wasn't sure if that's true because I feel like the majority of people that say nasty things to me or that I say nasty things to on social media are people I know, right? Like they're they're my mm-hmm. friends or they're 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 my family. Um, and all of this is to say it was really interesting. Hope that you and your dad are i mean your dad more than you but both of you are are much more free in um disclosing yeah. all the things that you you think and believe about the world via social media um rather than in person right like mm-hmm. it, it it may be more than just the anonymity it's it's like there's <sighs> something about not being in the same room with a person maybe that just yeah, gives us the freedom to say what we won't we won't say when they're in the room. Mm-hmm. If uh, if I may, there is um, a lot of the people that I've I've blocked or deleted as friends. Who, uh, sorry, a lot of the family members who I've blocked or deleted as friends are family members with whom I have little to no relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just you know it's cousins that I haven't heard from in years, or the last time I saw them I was like sixteen. And I didn't mm-hmm. like them then, and I don't like them now. And so it's yeah. so easy for me to cut off that relationship. Yeah. And just be like, perfect. I don't I didn't I don't know you, so I don't feel bad about this. This whatsoever. wasn't a service to me in the beginning. Yeah. So yeah, why exactly. do I yeah. yeah. No, I the, I I I think that's a really important point that like there is a difference in I I know that we're still in the social media vein here, but like it, yeah. There's a huge difference in unfriending or blocking your cousin that you haven't seen in ten years, um, than un, than blocking your mom or your yeah. dad. Right? It, yeah, like, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. if it's someone that you don't see anyway, that's that that's often a justification that I use um, in creating my own echo chamber. Is you know, like, listen, I I don't see this person anyway, um, mm-hmm. and you know, and and in that moment, the the pushback that I give myself. Um, the 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 voice that I do not listen to in my head tells me, listen, Taylor, that's the purpose of social media, is to stay in contact with people you don't see in real life. Um, 
Yeah. And then I feel but like a jackass, media. and then I block him anyway. And <laughs> do it anyway. And then yeah, there I am, and, and I'm part of the problem. Um, I work in construction, and I've been working through the quarantine. Uh, I build houses, and me and my um, my coworkers, you know, we've we've had we've we've adhered to social distancing. We wear masks constantly. Um, but one of my coworkers is an an older conservative gentleman, and he and I get along fine. Uh, you know, joking around, helping each other. It's a it's a good professional relationship. But every once in a while, he'll bring up things that he read. And the and before when this fall first started, I did not engage. Didn't want to. Didn't want to think about it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because we have to work together. And uh, honestly, I don't want to have to deal with somebody who's 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 going to be at odds with me and not help me if I need help because we don't share uh, the same viewpoints. But at one point, I was in the office with my supervisor, and he came in um, asking a question, and then he said, "Hey, do you know what I read the other day? I read that Obama." Gave nineteen million dollars to a to a uh, some sort of chemical lab in Wuhan. Obama nineteen Wuhan coronavirus, and he was dead serious. Uh, and then he and I, I almost laughed, but I didn't because I was trying to get you know trying to do work. And then he said, "And did you know that uh, that when when uh, oh, what was it called when the swine flu happened?" How many people died from that? How come they didn't shut the country down? And I and I and I, I snapped and I, I say I snapped, but I've never snapped at anyone. I was just like, well, it's a completely different thing. They're completely two different viruses. Uh, they're different rates of infection, different rates of of contagiousness. Um, you have this being the exponential growth of COVID throughout the entire world, as opposed to just the United States, as well as the the treatments for it, et cetera, et cetera. And he was and he just kind of went, hmm. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, high five to me. A Gold few days star later, for you. Yeah, a few days later, um, he was complaining about something with the Black Lives Movement. And uh, he was just like, ugh, did you see that they painted their dumb slogan, Black Lives Matter, on the street in yellow? And then somebody came by and painted, uh, like, dumped paint all over it. They, those guys need to be put in their place. Uh, and then I said, I'm not going to say his name. I said, look, I have a lot of very strong opinions about that. I'm going to tell you right now that I absolutely believe Black Lives Matter, and I do not want to discuss politics with you ever again, <laughs> at work or outside of work. I like you. I do consider you a friend, even though we don't hang outside of work. I would prefer that we stay that way and not bring up politics. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, okay. We haven't talked yeah. about politics since. We get along just fine. It was actually not the response I thought he was going to give, uh, because he has brought up things before, like Pizzagate um, and, and, and Jeffrey Epstein's ties with the Clintons and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. he hasn't brought it up since, and I'm, and I'm surprised and glad that he could be as cordial as to just say, okay, and agree with me. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, Sam, you... Probably a one-off situation, but I'm grateful. Well, you know, I, I'm not sure it is a one-off situation. I, I think that you... I, I think that that story is really instructive for how we ought to handle this. Um, I'm realizing that in our conversation of boundaries versus maintaining connection, we, I framed it as a binary choice, right? Like mm -hmm. either I mm -hmm. cut this person out or I maintain this connection with them all the way. And um, I think that it's really good and smart and okay 
to make boundaries with people you love about things you don't want to talk about or just people you work with yeah. i guess you, you don't really love this guy sam unless i do not love know. him i can say that but yeah i work with him and he's fine that's, yes that's fine you know like i <laughs> i i think that's really smart i i think it is certainly possible and it, indeed that may be a model we need to foster more of is you know listen like we can be friends we can work together we can see each other at thanksgiving whatever um but i'm not going to talk about this unless we want to have a conversation about this and these are going to be the parameters of the conversation if we have it absolutely and i think it's and i think it's totally fine with a family member or with a friend to say if we talk about this this is how we will talk about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if at any point i feel as though it's not within those boundaries or not within those parameters or you know whatever you have set up i will end the conversation so that nothing gets blown out of proportion and feelings aren't hurt or a relationship isn't ruined. Yeah, that, totally. that may seem very cold and callous and calculated, but I think it's realistic for the yeah. current climate. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's super smart. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm glad that we solved the problem. <laughs> we fixed it. We solved we did it. it. It's done. We did, we did it, it, guys. <laughs> Communication was it. That was it. Yeah, oh. man. Gosh. We did it. My name is Taylor Kirby, and this is my show, Talk About It, a production of Underground Media. My producer is Sarah Frechette, and our music is always by the fabulous Sam Luce. Thank you for talking about it. <laughs>